The Pacific Elders Voice, a group of former leaders of Pacific Island nations, are raising their concerns about the growing influence of major powers in trying to influence the security priorities of the region. In a statement last week, informed by the recent debate around the Beijing-Honiara security deal, they warned the geostrategic battle between countries like China, the United States and its allies such as Australia does little to address the real threat to the region caused by climate change. The group says independent nations of the region must be able to determine by themselves their security and future. The former leaders warned Pacific Islanders are suffering from many insecurities in the region and that it was time that the international community focus on these insecurities, particularly in the context of climate change. Former Kiribati President Anote Tong, who is a member of the Pacific Elders Voice, says climate change has always been a priority security issue for the region, but it has not received the attention it deserves. He spoke to RNZ Pacific Regional Correspondent Kelvin Anthony. The sixth assessment report came out at the end of February, and uh, there's been subsequent uh, parts of the report coming out. And also there's been this issue of the security issue that's been, you know, with the Solomons, you know, with um, the China and the U.S. But I think what uh, we wanted to emphasize was that for the Pacific, it's always been climate change that was at the, a priority uh, security issue, which we felt had not really been given sufficient attention. There are increased interests and efforts from major players to develop strategies concerning the future security of the Pacific. Uh, but as the Pacific Elders Voice statement points out, you know these policies are determined with uh, little input from the Pacific uh, themselves. What are the consequences uh, of this? We must believe that we're a partner in, in these discussions. After all, they do impact on us very, very directly. Whether whether or not we have any real significant input, I think we need to be a party to the process. And I think um, it's, it's a bit interesting that all of the security discussions are going on around us, but not with us. And I think we that is the question we are raising. You know, should we not be part of the discussions in, in any way? Why do you think that this always happens where the, the bigger developers you know, partners appear to be, you know, a bit more forceful in terms of their their intentions for the region. It happens for two reasons. Uh, I think the first reason is we're not we're never really taken seriously in terms of uh, world. The global affairs, particularly where they involve the, the, the bigger countries, all right? And secondly, we do not come in. We, we, we must take the blame for not stepping in. And I think this is what we're trying to do. Make that voice be heard that we, we, we must step in and be part of the discussion rather than be being the periphery, periphery of the discussions. Now, one thing that is becoming evident is that the issue of uh, climate security comes uh, at second best when regional public debate is heavily uh, focused on the geostrategic or military military tensions in the region. How can Pacific leaders make sure that uh, they don't lose sight of the threat, which is uh, climate security? Well, let me give you an example. Over the decades, we have, we've been uh, shouting to the international community, trying to, uh, for our voice to be heard on the, on the urgency of the climate challenge and how serious it will be for us, if not already. But I don't think we have been heard. And so, because I, I suspect that there are countries who do not believe that uh, climate change is as relevant to them as the, their own support 
uh, rivalries in terms of between the, the powers that they deal with. And so I think it is important to make that point that here we are, we are part of the discussion and that whatever we do with other partners, we impinge on, it's regarded as impinging on the wider security issues of the region. But that all this while we've been screaming that climate change for us is, the, is of the highest priority because our very future existence is at stake here. Now that just brings us to the point about Australia that Pacific Elders Voice statement mentioned. So, so Australia has been referred to more than once in, in that statement due to its uh, lack of climate leadership. Australia internationally has been la- labelled as a climate laggard, one of the climate laggards. Is it one of the reasons why uh, Australia is now viewed as losing influence over the small Pacific Island neighbours? Is that the thinking of the Pacific Elders' voice? It is no secret that uh, we have been trying as much as possible to communicate our concerns to Australia. We're part of Australia, professes to be part of the Pacific family. We need the members of the, the member of the family who has mo- the most to contribute to step forward. I mean, um, we understand that uh, not straightforward but um, we've always been looking for leadership from countries like Australia and New Zealand from our part of the world who understand our situations better than anybody else but that leadership has, has always been lacking over all of this time and so that certainly has been a disappointment and I think uh, I for one have, all, have always been saying that perhaps too much but I think it needs to be said that's exactly the point that we are making in that statement because it's so important to us we cannot remain silent. Finally, what does it take for a country like Australia to, quote, undertake credible and urgent actions on climate change? It's not, it's not me attacking Australia. It's, I'm just uh, deeply concerned about the lack of action. Well, we know that Australia has a greater voice than we do in international affairs. There was a time when we actually voted Australia in, onto the Security Council as a specific group for the reason that we wanted Australia to to push the climate issue as a security issue in the, in, the, in the United Nations Security Council. It did not happen. And so that was a, a huge disappointment. And so that kind of attitude has, has remained, and we continue to look for a change in attitude because as expressed in the, in the statement for us, the climate change is is the highest security threat that we face. And it's not, it's no longer by the end of the century. It is within the next couple of decades or so.